Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series from the book of Hebrews with this message entitled, Christian Endurance. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray, Heavenly Father, once we were an ugly people, a monstrous people, we were children of the devil, dead in transgressions and sins, conformed to the rotten culture in every way. But thanks be to you, Heavenly Father, for applying Christ's redemption upon our lives for raising us from the dead by the power of your Holy Spirit, granting us saving faith to trust in your Son, our only Savior. Thank you for your Spirit indwelling us, making us your children, beautiful children, glorious ones. Keep working in us, O Lord until we all are conformed to the image of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Let us run the Christian race. Hebrews 13, 1 through 3. Recently, a number of our eight most physically fit people entered a bicycle race to raise funds for organ donation costs. It was a very strenuous race from Oceanside, California to Atlantic City, New Jersey. 3,043 miles covered in about six days. The author of Hebrews compares Christian life not to a bicycle race, but to a foot race. The foot race was one of the five contests of the pentathlon in the great Pan-Hellenic Games. And the foot race always came first. It was a contest not of speed as much as stamina. Stamina that required disciplined commitment and endurance. Christian life is not one of passive luxuriation. It is a long distance race. It is a marathon. It begins the moment You believe savingly in Jesus Christ, and it lasts till our death. The Christian runner has a firm resolve never to drop out of the race. He exerts every effort to continue in the race until he crosses the finish line. Despite hardship, exhaustion, and severe pain, he must exert 
every nerve, sinew and muscle exert his whole being into the effort. In the Greek, the race is called agona, from which we get the word agony and agonize. Yes, Christian life is an agony. It is full of stress. Christian life is not passivity, brothers and sisters. Christian life is vigorous activity. The prophet Amos says, Woe unto you who are at ease in Zion. Jesus calls us to deny ourselves and take up the cross daily to follow him to death that we may have everlasting life. That evangelist who says believe in Jesus and your troubles all will be over is not telling the truth. Listen to St. Paul He says, endure hardship with us like a great soldier of Christ Jesus. Jesus himself said, all men will hate you because of me. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Cheap grace of Easy believism is a fraud. Receive Jesus and receive all the goodies. Such Christians can be compared to soil number two in the parable of the sower. We read the scripture, the one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with great joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. This is modern evangelism. That produces rootless and fruitless Christians. Who fail to run the race to the finish line. Christian life is a spiritual race. Which calls for physical and spiritual fitness. Paul himself said. So train yourselves to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The author of Hebrews teaches the same in this passage. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Let us run The Christian race. Two things I want to speak to you. One, the motivation for the Christian race. Second, the method 
of the Christian race. That is, how must we run the Christian race? Motivation number one is from the cloud of witnesses. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, referring to chapter 11, the list of the heroes of faith, the picture is that we are in an amphitheater. We are the competitors in this Christian race. We are the runners. Tears and tears of seats in the amphitheater rise up like a cloud. Seated in those seats are the Old Testament saints who finished the race of faith in God and in his good promises. The picture is they are watching us running our own race of faith in God and in his promises. Yes, they are watching us, but they are also speaking to us, encouraging us, witnessing to us. They are shouting out to us. Especially in the pages of scripture, to keep running the race. Strain every nerve, sinew and muscle. Do not give up, they tell us. Keep running. Look at the finish line. Don't be distracted by the allurements of this world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the boasting of things. The Messiah who helped us run the race and finish the race will help you also. The Messiah finished the race when he said it is finished. He finished the race so every elect of God can run and finish. The race, so they tell us, do not throw away your confidence. You need to persevere, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Do not quit. Do not shrink back. If you do, God will not be pleased with you. So you see a great cloud of witnesses are surrounding us who by God's grace successfully finished the race. They are saints of the Old Testament from Abel to the saints of the Maccabean era. They all lived by faith. They were all commended for their faith by the living God. Yes, as we observe some experienced extraordinary miracles, but others did not. Others suffered greatly, yet they ended their life living by faith. They were stoned, sown asunder, beheaded, tortured, tormented. But they ran the race of faith. They are now in the presence of God. So we read in chapter 12 of Hebrews, beginning with verse 22, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of Jerusalem, the city of the living God. And verse 23, you have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made 
perfect. But we are surrounded, not just the Old Testament saints, brothers and sisters, we are encouraged to run the race by the saints also of the New Testament period. The first martyr saint Stephen, James, Peter, Paul, John, and the multitude of martyrs of the New Testament period, they also ran the race, they finished the race. They joined the Old Testament saints who had died in faith. So here the encouraging words of these saints also. They are giving us motivation. Listen to Luther, Calvin, Tyndale, John Huss, Wesley, Whitfield, Edward Spurgeon, Lloyd-Jones, and thousands and thousands of God's saints who finished the race and are with the Lord now. Turn to chapter 13 of Hebrews, verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. It appears those leaders died. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Not only that, we are being encouraged also by those who are now living and running the race. Listen to your parents, godly parents, I mean, and your godly pastors. They all are forming a cloud of witnesses for you. Read their testimony in the scripture. Read their biography. Listen to the exhortations. Follow Jesus and arrive at the goal line in heaven. Let us run. Notice, we are not alone. We are an international body of believers. We are many. Even in a local church, we are not alone. We are the body of Christ and we need one another in this race marked out for us. We bless one another. We encourage one another. We rebuke one another. We correct one another. We exhort and we love one another. And so, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, we read, See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, quitting the race, that is, as long, and but encourage one another daily. As long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Turn to chapter 10 of the book of Hebrews, chapter 24. I was recently listening to a man who read this scripture. Let me read it. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. And the man said the meaning of that text is we should not go to church. 
it is between Jesus and I now he got it straight from that text that tells you he is either stupid or demon possessed Christian life is not just a solo thing if it is it's a solo thing he Jesus would not have said I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it Christian life is not I and Jesus no we and Jesus so we have great encouragement to go on living in faith and we shall brothers and sisters saints of God we shall arrive at the finish line the saints who died and are with the Lord this vast cloud of witnesses want us to finish our race because they have a stake in it because without us they cannot be perfected and enjoy the fullness of salvation they are waiting for the final installment of salvation the redemption of their bodies so we read in chapter 9 and verse 28 so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people and he will appear a second time not to bear sin but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him motivation first of course is the cloud of witnesses second motivation from Jesus himself so we read in chapter 12 verse 2 let us fix our eyes on Jesus the primary motivator of us in our Christian race is Jesus Christ himself so let us run the race of Christian faith how looking unto Jesus the word looking aphorontes in Greek has a negative and a positive meaning it demands that we look away from all distractions of this world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the boasting of things the worries of this life the pleasures of this life the deceitfulness of riches like Moses we must look away from all the allurements of Egypt and look only to our reward even Jesus Christ as we read in Hebrews 11 26 and 27 Moses persevered endured he ran the race of faith seeing him who was invisible saints of God do not serve two masters God and money James said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways have eyes only for Jesus Isaiah says in Isaiah 45 verse 22 look unto me and be saved all the ends of the earth 
which is looking unto Jesus. Stephen ran the race of faith seeing Jesus only. He was preaching about Jesus. Now he was being stoned to death for his faith. Let's turn to the book of Acts chapter 7. Beginning with verse 55. But Stephen full of the Holy Spirit looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. And saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open. And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Welcoming him. God opened heaven for him. He saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. What a glorious way of finishing one's race. So we read again in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1. Therefore holy brothers who share in heavenly calling. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. The apostle and high priest whom we confess. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. And I would translate this way. And we who with unveiled faces all see the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. You look at him. You watch him. You see him. You contemplate him. And something happens. You are being transformed into his likeness. That's progressive sanctification. Or Second Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen. But on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. But what is seen is eternal. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of this earth shall grow strangely, miraculously, wonderfully dim in the light of his glory and grace. Brothers and sisters, introspection will not help you. We need Jesus-spection, Christospection, that we may be motivated and strengthened to run this great race. You see the Tour de France people and others, Barry Bond and others, they are accused of getting strength from dope. And we do get strength by looking to Jesus. Turn with me to the Psalms 34, verse 5. Those who look to him are radiant. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And we read about a man who was introspecting 
and was depressed. Psalm 73. Finally he showed up in the temple. And we read in verse 25 and 26. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Jesus only. See Jesus only. And the author tells us who Jesus is. He is the son. He is the heir of all things. He is creator of all things. He is the sustainer of all things. He is the high priest. After the order of Melchizedek. He is our propitiation. Our atonement. He is superior to angels. He is superior to Moses and Aaron. He is the prophet. The king. He is our forerunner. Who made it. Who arrived in heaven. Our trailblazer for us. He is our older brother. We are told in chapter 2 verse 10. He is the author of our salvation. Chapter 10 verse 20. He is the new and living way. And here in chapter 12. We are told he is the author and perfecter of our faith. That is he is the cause And source of our faith. And he completes and perfects our faith. Brothers and sisters. He gives us faith to trust. And he is also the object of our faith. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 we read this. Being confident of this. That he who began a good work. In you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And in Luke 22 verse 31, he prayed for Peter that his faith may not fail. And he prayed for us in John 17. He is the author. And he is the perfecter of our faith. And brothers and sisters. Our faith shall not fail. He prays that our faith will not fail. And I believe. God the father hears. The intercessory prayer. Of his son Jesus Christ. Every elect believer shall arrive. Where he arrived already for us. Chapter 5 verse 8 says he is the source of our eternal salvation. And not only that, he himself lived a life of faith. And he is our example par excellence. And chapter 2 of Hebrews and verse 13 here we read and again I will put my trust in him. Speaking about Jesus Christ. And this is again stated in Matthew 27. Matthew 27 verse 43. And here we read. He's crucified. Here we read. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said I am the son of God. 
Jesus Christ is not just asking us to live by faith. He lived a life of faith. He always trusted in God. He always pleased God. He always obeyed God. He said, not my will, but thine be done. He endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy set before him. Let me tell you, Jesus ran the race alone. His disciples all left him. Even his father forsook him, so he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And he endured the most shameful death of the cross, reserved for the vilest criminals of the Roman Empire from which a Roman citizen was exempt. He was accursed. He endured the death of the cross. Here, St. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2, and here he tells us this is the most ignominious death. Philippians 2 verse 8 and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to death and now even the death on a cross he endured the wrath of God that was against us he went to hell in our place he was despised but he despised the shame of the cross in view of the joy that was set before him by his father What is this joy set before him? The joy of pleasing the Father. The joy of being restored to fellowship with the Father. As we read in John 17, glorify me. And he says, I am coming to you. John 17, 1 and verse 13. The joy of accomplishing redemption for us sinners. The joy of eternal fellowship with his bride, the church. Jesus loved the church and gave himself for her. The joy. He says, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. His joy was for our joy. Look at this Jesus who loved us and died the accursed death for us. St. Peter says, the righteous for the unrighteous. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Look at Jesus who died, was buried, was raised from the dead. Look at him who is seated forever on the right hand of the throne of God. Look at him in the world you see him. Spurgeon said, the sight of his crown removes all the weight of our crosses. Don't focus on your feelings that will depress you. Look at Jesus and be transported in ecstasy to the heavenlies. Look at him who lived the life of faith, who finished the race, who endured the life of obedience. 
Look at him. He is in heaven. He is seated. He is waiting for us to finish our race. And we shall finish it. For he who finished the race is also is with us and in us. He is helping us to run the race with patience. So we shall run. And we shall finish. And we shall meet him at the finish line. And so we read in Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 and 13. Therefore my dear friends as you have always obeyed. Not only in my presence but now how much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Continue to run the race. For it is he who works in you to will and to act according to his good pleasure. But we don't have to go to the book of Philippians. Our author himself tells us in chapter 13 beginning with verse 20. May the God of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus. That great shepherd of the sheep. May this God of peace equip you with everything good for his will. For doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's why I said we will run and we will finish and we will arrive. Oh that will be glory for us all. To see his face, beaming face, smiling face. Heaven shall resound with joy when we all meet him. So verse 3 says consider this Jesus. Which means we must compare our sufferings with his sufferings. That's what that word means. Analogize. When we compare our sufferings with his then we discover that there is no comparison. He suffered God's wrath. We never suffer God's wrath. He suffered as God, man, sinless son of God. He went to hell while on the cross. We shall never go to hell. Jesus died to take us to heaven. All the elect who died are in heaven. We already read that. Consider, think about his suffering. When you are suffering, he endured Every opposition of sinners. They called him Samaritan. Beelzebub. Demon possessed. A glutton. They mocked him. They beat him. Plucked his beard. Beat him up. Nailed him to the cross. Thrust a spear into his side. He endured it. He endured alone. Think of it. We shall endure our trifle suffering. With his help. Remember what St. Paul said, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengtheneth me. We are not alone. He said, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the ages. And listen to chapter 13, verse 5. Keep your lives free from love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you Never will I forsake you. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Jesus said. Cheer up. I have overcome the world. 
Saint John says he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. Faith is the victory, he said, that overcomes the world. Second, the method for this race. How must we run? First, we must lay aside every weight. A Christian runner is a progressive stripper. He strips off every weight. The word weight, onkon, means tumor, swelling. It means excess weight in our body. We must become fit. We are too fat with the things of this world. Let us run ourselves to godliness. Train ourselves to godliness. Get rid of everything that has no spiritual value. No eternal relevance. Take a day off. Ask this question. Write down on a piece of paper. Does this help or impede my Christian race? The Greek runner ran almost naked. Lose all weight that impedes our life of faith. Get rid of loose garments that cause you to stumble. And get rid of all adornments. It only impedes you in this running. Identify these weights, these burdens. Throw them out gladly and instantly. Do so even this morning. As the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Let me read to you what Jesus said in John chapter 21. And beginning with verse 34. Be careful or your hearts will be weighted down with dissipation, drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that they will close on you unexpectedly like a trap or turn with me to the book of Philippians and listen to what Saint Paul is saying about himself chapter 3 verse 7 but whatever was to my profit I now consider loss for the sake of Christ what is more I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord for whose sake I have lost all things I consider them Rubbish, garbage, that I may gain Christ. Get rid of those things. Secondly, get rid of the sin that easily entangles you. Not only unnecessary weight must go, but we must rid ourselves of the sin of every kind. Learn this. Sin always impedes our Christian race. Always. Go home and read Ephesians 4.22 and following. 1 Peter 2 verse 1 and following. Put off these works of the flesh. Identify brothers and sisters today. All besetting sins. And throw them out. As Paul did. A viper. In Acts 28 verse 5. A viper came onto his hand. And he didn't massage the viper. He threw it out into the fire. Do it today. 
if you want to run the race and to finish it. Look at soil number three, cares of this life, deceitfulness of riches, lust for other things, pleasures of this life, choked, became unfruitful. Get rid of gluttony, greed, pride, pornography, addiction to TV, internet, MySpace, consumerism, credit buying, laziness, wicked boyfriend, girlfriend, lust for fun, sports addiction. Rid of it all that you may be very fit to run the Christian race. Run light. Run the race set before you. Brothers and sisters, you cannot choose any race you want. It is chosen for you. It is God-prescribed race. It is the race revealed in the word of God. It is the narrow way leading to eternal life. It is the path of righteousness. It is the highway of holiness. As you read in Isaiah 35, it is the way of Jesus. It is the way defined by our confession. Jesus Christ is Lord. Run with patience, it says. Endurance, perseverance. You run with endurance when you look at all those who ran before you. And you run with patience, especially when you meditate upon the life of Jesus on earth. Especially the last segment of his life. His trial and crucifixion. Listen to what. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 2, For I resolved to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him nailed to the cross. It is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who believe it is the power of God unto salvation. Let me read to you from Philippians chapter 3. Beginning with verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. No, it is not a hundred meter dash. It is a long distance race that lasts till we die. So, brothers, see Jesus. See him daily. See him in the scriptures when you read and meditate. The whole scriptures is speaking about him. See him when you pray in faith. See him when you worship God as you come together. See him when you listen to the preached sermon. See him when you fellowship with the saints as you speak about him. See him in the Lord's Supper. See him when you are sick and see him at the hour of your death standing on the right hand of God to welcome you to heaven. The purpose of looking away from the worldly things to see Jesus the crucified one and Jesus the recognizing reigning one is that you may not become weary and quit. Aristotle uses these words, come now and ekluo, that is become weary and lose heart, in reference to the collapse of the runner after he has run past the goal, not before. So don't rest before passing the winning posts. 
Let us look to Jesus. Are you tired? Are you weary? Let me read this to you. Isaiah 40. Beginning with verse 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. And increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those who wait. Those who hope in the Lord. Will renew their strength. They they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not become faint. Let us brothers and sisters this morning. Look to Jesus. Let us keep running until the race is finished and we meet the Lord. And he would say to us all, well done, my good brothers, my faithful ones, enter the joy of the Lord. And Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. So also there is joy set before us. Let it inspire you. That set before us joy. What is it to live with him forever in everlasting joy in a world without sin, death, or pain, or sorrow? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. In his presence there is fullness of joy, and on his right hand pleasures forevermore. Then no more good news and bad news. With God only good news for his people. Cross is the gateway to the crown of joy and crown of righteousness. The Bible says if we suffer with him, we shall reign with him forevermore. Heavenly Father, this is Christian race. Thank you for making us Christians. And every Christian will run this race with endurance. Looking unto the cloud of witnesses. And looking above all unto Jesus. Who endured the cross despising the shame for the joy that was set before him. And we will run with endurance. We will run laying aside every weight and every sin that impedes our progress. We will run motivated by the joy that is set before us to dwell with you in everlasting joy forever and ever. Lord, we are not called to run alone. We are running together. And thank you, Lord, that your son is also with us. And he is also at the end of the race. Thank you for this Christian race. It is exhilarating. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this sermon entitled Christian Endurance. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthews.